Are you ready? Let's do it. All right, yo, what's up? It's your boy D Starks. Starks Artist. You're now tuned in to the Just Different Podcast where we talk everything faith, life, and culture. We're back again, episode 108 on this Friday evening. We apologize for the late upload. We actually had an interview planned to come out today, but we had to reschedule a few things. But in terms of good news, we are getting to interview starting next week and the rest of the year. So on Wednesdays, we'll have our solo episodes. And on Fridays, I'll be conducting a few interviews with a lot of different people. You all sent in an amazing list of guests you wanted to hear from. I've been able to reach out and start scheduling them and getting people on. So I'm really excited for you to hear the conversations. It's really, it's long overdue. It is. Yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's long overdue. So I'm excited. I remember we were planning to have a lot more guests on like at the beginning of the year. I know we started with Karen, Caleb, mm-hmm. Mama Diggs, but I was like OD and thought that we could just like travel to every city <laughs> every week. And so, yeah, it just got, it, it became, became too much, yeah. but now we figured out, you know, what, what works for us and how to make it happen. So I'm excited to get into it, but nonetheless, we here in the solo yeah. episode with the boys yeah. and we're just going to get into really a lot of things that we probably just learned and been reading and getting into this past week. So Let's do it. I got a few things, actually. I got a few things I've been kind of thinking on and sitting with. And one of them, and this one isn't necessarily anything too crazy. It's one of those things that's like when you finally get that one puzzle piece that fits with all the other ones you got. And it's like, oh, snap. I kind of see the whole picture now, right? I was at a church service, right? This was a new church that my parents were visiting. I just tagged along with them. I think this might have been on Father's Day. Yeah, it was on Father's Day. And the pastor, he was just talking about how, or the analogy in the Bible that talks about, in Colossians, I know for sure, but all throughout the Bible, about us being the bride of Christ, right? So he talks about us being a bride, and he goes into that analogy a little deeper, and he talks about how we're we're so caught up on solely being his bride that we don't want to birth anything with him, right? Because it's, he's talking about how like it's a partnership with God, how we're, we're his bride, and Christ is the head of the church, right? And so essentially, he was talking about how on the birthing piece, I want to make sure I'm doing this to justice. I want to make sure I'm explaining it right. So he says, it goes back to Genesis, talks about how we're supposed to be fruitful and multiply, right? And he brings that into this whole analogy. As with the body, we are supposed to be fruitful and multiply. So what God did is he made us his bride and he gave us the seed of his son. And what we're supposed to do is birth his kingdom, right? Mm. As the bride... As his body, we are supposed to partner with Christ, right? Because that's what we talk about all the time. It's not a one-way street. Like, you're partnering partnering with God. Like, you have your dominion on this earth, right? And you're walking with God, and you're, you're acting that out, right? So, in partnering with him, he gave you a seed of his son, and you birthed his kingdom. But some of us are so focused on just holding the seed and not doing nothing with it, right? Kind of just mm. talking about Jesus, which is good. Like, we worship Jesus, obviously, Right for what he did for us, but we're supposed to take that seed and do something with it. You see what I mean? And he kind of goes into a conversation about um, just like religion and how we're just so caught up in just being in our pew, our church pews, and going to our our Sunday services and our worship nights. He's like, all of that is great, right? He's not knocking any of that. I'm not either. But it's like, what are you doing with the seed? What does a bride do? A bride multiplies and conceives. We are supposed to be birthing his kingdom. I thought that was really good. That was like that's like I said. That was like the the puzzle piece. And I was like, Oh snap, that makes a but lot that's of sense. So it makes so it much makes sense. So much so sense. obviously when we think about the great commission, right? Of course, wait, the command given in Genesis, exactly. right? 
at the be at at the beginning of time in our conception and us being directed to be fruitful and multiply, right? Then we see this come with Jesus, the end of his ministry. And basically what he's saying is for us to go out into all the world to make disciples of all nations. Right. And so when we see the parallel of the two, then understanding the fact of the role of a bride, which is what we are, like it is all yeah, I've never all connected. I've never even it's seen all connected. it that way. That's what I'm saying. So when I I, I wrote that down expeditiously. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, I was kinda you know, it's one of them service. I was tuned in and out the whole time, but when I heard that I was like, Yeah, bro. I think mom and daddy said you were asleep. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nah, not they the time was out. I wasn't asleep, bro. I, that was a Father's Day one. I might have been kind of like, eh, like, you know, halfway paying attention. But that, when I heard that, that caught my ear. And I was like, yeah, bro, I gotta, I gotta write that down. So that's just something, you know, something a little small, a little nugget that I've been learning or learned. And I've been kind of just sitting on in my daily life. You know what I'm saying? Like applying this, like, what does this look like for me? Okay, going, waking up every day, be like, okay, I'm a part of, I'm, I'm his bride, right? He gave me a seed. What am I doing with it? Let me birth his kingdom, right? So acting on those last words that he gave us, which is, you know, go out to all nations. So I've been just applying that to my life. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I I remember something that I heard this past weekend at church as well. And the preacher was essentially speaking on the concept of time, right? In that in the Greek, there's two words for time. One is, I believe it's like chronos and the other is kairos. And so chronos is time, which is like chronological in order. And kairos is, it's not chronological, it's that which happens in moments, right? Pockets of time. And he was basically explaining the fact that God isn't in the confound of time, of course. So he doesn't operate on chronos time, he operates on kairos. And so he goes through all these examples of within the Bible in the Old Testament and the New Testament when it says like time, like when in the in the gospels will say like, yo, then the time came in Jesus X, right? Or at this point in time, God came down and did whatever within the Old Testament. And so basically he was explaining that sometimes we can try and put God on our timeline of life mm-hmm. in the way that we want things to happen at the time in which we believe it should. And so sometimes when we don't believe anything is taking place or going on, we think that he's maybe out of alignment with what should happen when he's always the one on time. And so one thing that he mentioned is the fact that God will never show up the way we think he should or the way we want him to, because he cannot be manipulated or controlled. Mm. And so if like he, he did like show up the way that we had always, we would always think or imagine or the way that we would prefer then like we would necessarily be in control of like that destiny or fate or even the movement of God, but we're not. And then he had mentioned the fact that you have to look through the gospels and I try to identify how many similar miracles they are. Mm. Like there, there's, there's not many things that happened, right. That were similar. Right. And he was basically saying that sometimes, because sometimes we can look at someone else's blessing and what they may have going on in their life and try to like replicate their process. Right, like, oh, well, they did X, Y, and Z, and so that must be the reason why this took place for them. And so we try and, like, walk in that direction of, like, their path and follow their steps to receive this particular blessing from God, but that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. You can't manipulate him into 
anything. And sometimes we can think that, oh, well, okay, like since it happened for them in that way, it's going to happen for me the same way. Right. And you can't put God in this particular like box or confine of anything because he's outside of it. So no, yeah, I thought that definitely related to a lot of what I had been feeling in the sense of that aspect of almost, yo, God, where are you? Where have you been and where have you gone? And so just hearing that, it was like, oh, perspective and really mm-hmm. like humbling, of course, like, yo, he's outside. He like he can't. He's not going to always show up the way that we think he he may do it or in the time we may we may want. But he's always on time. So, yeah, I like that, especially with me in comparison. It's something that tries to keep com- coming up in my life. And recently, as I've been at work, we do these workshops in our office. And this guy had come in. I think he was from Atlanta, I believe so. And, you know, he's just giving us advice and telling us about his life journey. And now, you know, he's become successful in, in business field, et cetera, et cetera. And something that he said at the end of it, he was like, you know, after everything I've just said, like, understand, you know, take what you need, leave what you don't. And understand that you can use what I've told you and, and you know, my story, my journey as a guy, but understand it's not going to work that way 100% for everybody. You know what I mean? Like to your point, like you can't look at someone else and be like, okay, I'm going to do exactly how they do it. And it's just going to work out, right? It's going to be, it's going to turn out exactly how it turned out for them. I'm just going to be act- at this age. And when he was at that age, I'm going to be there too. And it's like, that's not necessarily how it works. Right. And I've been, that's something I've been trying to, you know, settle within myself, Cause I've been, I guess I would use the word restless, right? Feeling like you know I'm I'm 20, and I'm looking at other people, and it's like okay, I'm I'm comparing you know my walk to theirs, my journey to theirs. I'm like, oh dang, I, I should have it all together, and I should you know have this set up, and I should be you know further along, right? And in a, in a almost in a way where I'm questioning God, like oh dang, what what are you doing, bro? Like you ain't you ain't showing up, and it's like bro, what are you talking about? <laughs> that's not that's not how it works. Like he's outside of time, he's not gonna show up. How and exactly the way that you want him to show up, he's going to show up how he needs to show up and how you need him to show up, right? So I like that. And I yeah, like that. and the biggest thing from what I heard when he was speaking is the fact that the greatest enemy to our faith is time mm-hmm. because we can get a promise or a word from God. And if it doesn't happen in a particular amount of time, we lose optimism or hope in it. Mm-hmm. And so like the test is continuing to believe be steadfast and maintain your trust in God even after periods of time when it doesn't seem as if it's going to come to fruition or it may not be happening or anything's taking place. And that's real because that's exactly how it was even like happening for me. Like that hope becomes more like deferred and like day after day, it just seems like something that's so distant and you can't see the light anymore, the mm-hmm. vision. Right. But you can't, you can't put a you can't put time on a promise. Mm. If the promises of God are yes and amen, they're exactly that irrespective of when or how it may happen. And so that's what I'm learning. You can't put, prom- you can't put, I don't know what I just said. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what I said. It was fire though. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and uh, yeah piggybacking off of that on on to my next my next lesson i feel like i've been also sitting with on top of what i mentioned earlier is really just like a 
what a reality check. I feel like this is something that you or less than that I continually have to make sure that I'm reminding myself of because in, you know, the hustle, bus- hustle and bustle of life and things that are going on, you kind of just lose sight of certain things. And it's important that you always bring your back, bring yourself back to certain lessons and found like, you know, making sure that you're founded where you need to be. And I was just thinking about, I think was I reading something? I might've been reading some of my book and it led me to this thought just about options and about how we live in a world full of options and to the point where we've kind of become privileged in that area. Like we're privileged to have as many options as we have with, you know, you go out to eat, you got so many options for food and for beverages and so many options for, you know, clothes you can buy and cars you can get like there's options everywhere. And when you become so accustomed to that, when you translate, you know, into your spiritual life, you kind of have a misconception that there's like options with that as well. Like sometimes you, in a way you kind of, you kind of live like following God is an option. And it's like, it's really not like you get so used to having so many options that, you know, in your spiritual life, it translates into that as well. And you feel as if you do, you have the same with that. Like, like I have a, option here and i just been realizing like what 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 peter said and john when he was when all the people are leaving jesus is like okay you guys can leave with them he's like well to whom to whom like to whom will we go like where else would i go you know what i mean and that's something that i've always loved and something that i always like bring myself back to all the time it's like really sit with yourself and be like okay i would rather die a death that led to life than live a life that led to death and this is like i'd rather crucify my flesh and follow God, then, you know, do whatever I want to do. And and then that end in death, right? So that's just something I've been sitting with too. Like there, there really isn't an option. Like when you, when it all boils down, it's like, it's God or nothing else. You know what I mean? Cause sometimes like you can subsequently just through your actions live like you feel like there's, there's other options, right? When you're not, so fearful of the idea of living without without God, right? When you're just so like haphazard, like living so haphazardly with it, you know, like oh, I can go today without you know praying the way I need to, and da, da, da. it's like no, like this this is the only option, bro. Without this, it's like what is there? It's, it's literally nothing, right? To whom to whom shall we go? You know what I mean? That's it's not. I don't want to say that's a that's a new lesson, but that's something that I've just brought you know gotten brought back to recently making sure that i'm staying there and everything that i do no that's real because you really don't have any other option and the bible makes that pretty clear i remember i was just on instagram and i saw a reel of childlike cc and she was speaking on stage at one of her performances or concerts and and or events and she was basically talking about you know, the price of selling your soul in terms of like being in the industry, being within like the music industry and the costs that are associated with that. And basically saying that there is no middle ground. Like you're either using your gifts to build the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of light. And sometimes when you step into that space, they'll try to make it seem as if like there's a gray area there, right? Like, oh no, you're you're not necessarily like, promoting this to its full extent mm-hmm. or explicitly and or leading people down this particular path. You're just sharing an experience or putting on an mm-hmm. act. And this is just entertainment. 
but there there's no middle ground it's one or the other so that that reminds me of that because i thought when she said that it was super powerful and it, it put it even more in perspective because really right you're either leaving your living your life in darkness or living it in the truth mm-hmm. right light and there's no in between but one of the things i'm just kind of like just randomly going through my notes but i, I put this down and maybe should, we should have just spoke to this on this episode but i said that we've turned our most precious moments with friends and family into great content hmm. and I guess something that I'm learning now and have been trying to really practice this week is just being like in the moment. I think that it's so normalized and almost this unwritten rule of like the culture and almost a subtle pressure that every single thing that we do, we partake in or that we're actively doing has to be publicized right and it puts this pressure i feel like on some individuals especially those who may be like into the in the space of like creating content Mm -hmm. and being an influencer or things of that nature it's like the moments that we're supposed to just be present and allow ourselves to feel and to actually live we don't even give ourselves the space or ability to do that because Everything that happens that we see that could garner some type of attention or be a form of entertainment, we automatically turn into, oh, wait, no, that's great content. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been seeing that as a trend lately and especially just being in the space as well. It can definitely get all consuming and it can make you compromise yourself yeah like piece by piece you know and then like your life isn't authentic anymore it's right. it's 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 a it's a performance mm-hmm. in some ways right and so i've just been getting back to just like the basics and the simplicity mm-hmm. of like actually being able to live yeah i've always felt like there was something so unnatural about trying to capture like everything right through like a phone like taking pictures and taking videos like oh that's good i get it but i always feel like there's something unnatural about it which is why i've never been the type of person to like you know pull out my phone when i'm really like you know sharing a laugh or having a good time it's just like not my first my first instinct i always kind of just thought it was a guy thing right is that just, <laughs> is that just a guy thing like guys don't be taking pictures but girls do or am i I'm thinking about I don't know. Else. I mean, I I I could see what you're saying, but I think it's it's blurred. I think it's 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 everyone I that can fall right. victim to it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. But you know, like I was saying, I feel like that's how I've always felt. But then also been torn between okay, what about like memories? Because you know, people be having the photo albums and stuff, and all that's cute. You know what I'm saying? And I think something that. I've been trying, I haven't been doing good at, but trying to be better with is journaling, right? So when it comes to the aspect of the balance of, okay, cherishing moments, but also like, okay, how do I, you know, I want to remember these moments, right? Because we can't remember everything with everything that we're consuming and taking in. And one of the habits that I've been reading about in this book, Essentialism, is journaling every day, right? And he 
what he talked about is just he made it real practical. He was like, don't try to sit down and journal like every single thing that happened or journal for 15 plus minutes a day. Like literally sit down and just journal the biggest parts of your day, right? The things that made you smile, the things that you enjoyed, the things that you think are noteworthy. Like literally sit down and just jot those down like maybe, maybe five minutes. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. And then just go back every now and again and just look through them, right? So in terms of that that you know being torn between okay how do i live in moments but also get to like take them with me you know what i'm saying like 100 percent. and doing something like journaling is you could do that right so you're not robbing yourself of being in the moment but also like after the fact you can you can just write it down right and be like oh yeah i remember that and that is actually one of the roles of the holy spirit is to bring you to remembrance yeah as well right and i know that i've seen that in my own life like the more that i am like locked in in tune with god the more things I'm able to experience and also take with me. Mm. And the verse I wanted to find, I was thinking about that really went along with this thought is in Ecclesiastes chapter five, verses 18 to 20. And it says as one of like the headers, make the most of what God gives. And then it goes to say, after looking at the way things are on this earth, here's what I've decided is the best way to live. Take care of yourself, have a good time, and make the most of whatever job you have as long as God gives you life. And that's about it. That's the human lot. Yes, we should make the most of what God gives, both the bounty and the capacity to enjoy it. Accepting what's given and delighting in the work. It's God's gift. God deals out joy in the present, the now. It's useless to broad over how long we might live. And so, yeah, I thought just the emphasis on in terms of the best way to live it being in the now and it saying that God deals out joy in the now, Mm -hmm. which was so powerful to me. And I like translated this, or at least I looked at it in a lot of different versions and finding that put it together. But there's something about the moment that you can't get in any other space of time. And so the, the importance of living within that and learning how to do it well and managing it is definitely something I think is super important that I'm learning too. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Just enjoying and delighting in the work and looking at it as a gift. And while doing that, just keeping keeping your ear open. I think this is something that we, we mentioned in our previous episode. We were talking about your first call is to listen, right? It's not necessarily to move or to rest. It's, it's to listen, right? And... I remember in the sermon that I was mentioning earlier, the one that happened on Father's Day, I actually wasn't asleep because I just found the, the whole note page. <laughs> I found the whole note page and stuff. I was not asleep. I promise you I wasn't. Uh, and something else that he said, he was talking about listening to the preceding word. And he was he was coming out of the passage where it was talking about Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac. So, you know, he has that dream that he's supposed to, you know, sacrifice his son. So he's like, okay, cool. He's like, this is God's word. I'm going to stand on it. Even though it's difficult, I'm going to listen to his word. So he follows through, right? But then God gave what? He gave him a preceding word. And as he's about to sacrifice Isaac, he said, wait, right? And he had the lamb waiting for him, right, to give the sacrifice. So what he was talking about is if Abraham was not listening to that preceding word, he would have went through with killing his son, Cause he didn't have his ear open to listen to what God was telling, like actively telling him to do. And 
in this situation he was talking about, he was relating to us. He was like, how many of y'all have killed y'all sons because y'all weren't listening to God? In the sense of like always having your ear open. And this is something I've been learning practically in my own life. And I'm going to give you an example. So I just started this new job that we've been talking about where I'm, you know, supposedly scamming people, right? <laughs> so we just started this new job, right? And I felt like the way that it all came together, like everything's lining up. I'm like, okay, like I just think like, you know, spirit let me hear where so I'm here, right? And I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, right? But I'm also keeping keeping my ear open to what God's telling me to do, right? So I just feel like now God's leading me to do something else through like just confirmation of his word and stuff that people have told me and repeating words. I was like, okay, God's telling me to move, right? And my point being is like, okay, if I didn't have my ear open to what God was saying, I would just still be be here at this job. Because I mean, it's not it's not a terrible job, right? In terms of like what I'm doing, I rock with it, right? So I could easily be like, oh no, like I can make a lot of money here. Like I'm gonna listen to God's first word. And I'm gonna just stick on it, right? Which is good. You're supposed to listen to God's word, but like l- keep your ear open for anything else that he's trying to guide you through because he might have you in a certain position for X amount of time to, just so you can impact that one person, right? Just so you can get that one piece of information. And then he's giving you a proceeding where it's like, okay, you listen to that word. Now go here, right? Now do this. Just like he did with Abraham. He said, go sacrifice your son. And he had the proceeding where it's like, oh no, you don't need to. I was, I was just seeing, seeing where, where, where the temperature was at. Right. And I don't know, just this recent situation I feel like I'm going through is just putting that in perspective. It's like, okay, listen to God's word, but don't get so stuck on the first one that you forget there's there's other ones that might come after that. You see what I mean? And like the amount of opportunities you could be missing, the amount of opportunities that you're killing because you're not listening to what God's proceeding word. So always keeping your ear open. Even if you if he has you in a position that you love and it's perfect and it's good, keep your ear open because there's all there could be a proceeding word after that. And I thought that was really good. That's something that we have to be intentional about in our own lives. I think it's just crazy how it's it's happening to me like a week after or a week and a half after that sermon. So I don't know. I thought that was good. 100% the preceding word. That's the one. So yeah. Anything else from this week you were thinking on and had? No, nah, I, don't, I don't I don't have I don't have anything else, but I def- definitely want to go back to what I mentioned at the top of the episode about the bride, about us being his bride and just asking the question. You asking your question, every, asking the question every day of like, what am I doing with the seed? Right. Like, what am I doing? Am I just like holding it? Am I just keeping it for myself or am I using it right to bring forth his kingdom? What are you doing That's with the hard. seed? What are you doing with the seed, man? What you doing with what you it? Doing with it. That's the one. Yes, sir. So look, we're gonna transition into the putting you, you on segment of the podcast as we close in the out. So yeah. I got a banger today. Y'all have requested MTM Isaiah a few times, but okay. I came across this song that I really like. It's called Most High. So we about to tap in. Hey. 
hate don't faze me. I'ma keep talking about Jesus Christ until he takes me. Yeah. All praise to the most high cause he saved me. Yeah. All praise to the most high. I pray the Lord would deliver his people the same way he did it for Moses. Man, I'm trying to give hope to the hopeless. Let go of your sin, don't hold it. He was there for me at my lowest. He was there for me at my lowest. I can't go back to my old ways in the spirit. I gotta stay focused. I was so lost and stuck in my ways. Never thought that I could ever change. Living for money, just trying to get paid. Smoking that weed, trying to ease the pain. Now I got the blood of Christ all in my veins. I got the word that got stuck in my brain. I can never go back to that life I was living. I'm different, I really got saved. Blessings on blessings, they come when you stay obedient. Jesus took my life and changed me. I just hope that you're seeing it. I don't want you to miss out on the kingdom of heaven. I want you to be in it. All that sin in your life, gotta go, my boy. I hope that you leave it. I've been forgiven for all of my sins, even though I messed up. The thing I love about God the most is he never left us. I've been forgiven for all of my sins, even though I messed up. I'm counting blessings on blessings on blessings. Yeah, you know I'm blessed up. If Jesus started working in life, he gon' finish it, better believe it. On the cross for all of your sins, you better believe it. Jesus rose from the dead and conquered the grave, you better believe it. Jesus Christ is coming back soon, you better believe it. Jesus coming, you better believe it. All I sin, boy, you better leave it. And I know that these people they say they believe in God, but so do the demons. You gotta put your faith in Jesus Christ if you wanna be saved. And I know that you say you believe, but it's not about what you say. If you say you got real faith, then you really gotta obey. If you say you got real faith. Then you really gotta obey. Save my family, Lord, save them. I know you love them, Lord, cause you made them. Lord, save them before you take them. I know you hear my prayers, Lord, please save them. Lord, save them before you take them. I know you hear my prayers, Lord, I know you save them. Yeah, so it's the most high, but. MTM Isaiah. Okay. Yes, sir. I like that. I like that. You tapped in. All right, man. So I got a special treat for y'all, man. I got a special treat for y'all, man. Bear with me, man. This is rough draft, but I got I got a little snippet. I got unreleased for y'all. It's about it's only like twenty seconds. Like, bro. It's only twenty seconds, bro. I just recorded this like yesterday, but <laughs> I got y'all though. I'm excited. I got y'all. I got y'all. I got y'all. Like y'all, it's rough draft, man. I just recorded this the other night. Right upstairs. Talk to me. Okay, look. I'm using verses so like they lay goals. Building up this body, my hobbies, make sure I stay whole. I'm thinking about my flesh, but I'm at my best when I lay low. She said I'm in the prayers, that flag so green that it say gold. Plus, life really hectic, so that mean way more. But a joke is easy, that's why I've been on this payroll. The scales in this favor so much, no need to go weigh those. <laughs> but maybe we should and make sure that they know. The road may be narrow, but vast is a harvest. He said carry the cross, so I got a stitch to my garments. Know that I'm winning regardless. That's all, I, that's, that's all I got. That's all he I got. Said, that's all I got. That's all you know, I got. he said he told me to carry my cross, so I better stitch up my garments. Hold on, run it, run it back, run it back, run it back, run it back. One more time, one more time, one more time. I'm going to do it from right when I come in. One more time, one more time, one more time. Look, I said, yo. That's okay, crazy. Look. 
I'm using verses so like they lay goals. Building up this body, my hobbies make sure I stay whole. I'm thinking about my flesh, but I'm at my best when I lay low. She said I'm in the prayers, that flag so green that it say gold. Plus, life really hectic, so that mean way more. But a joke is easy, that's why I've been on this payroll. The scales in this favor so much, no need to go weigh those. <laughs> But maybe we should and make sure that they know The road may be narrow, but that's is a harvest He said carry the cross, so I got a stitch in my garments Know that I'm winning regardless He said, she he, she said she been praying for me That that flag so green, it's that say go <laughs> Y'all not, listen, alright man Look, y'all, look, look, y'all know what it is Stay you, stay real And stay humble, we'll catch y'all next week, much love <laughs>